back to Inside the Wit. This is episode, what do we call this? Episode five, episode four? We do. I think it was supposed to be five. Um, a bit of a lost episode situation last week. Yeah, we can blame Cam's laptop. Um, Cam Beal, great looking guy. Laptop, completely faulty. <laughs> I think maybe episode four and a half is about what we're. I like that. With Let's today. get weird with it. Okay. Know? Yeah, we'll, we'll we uh, we put to we put together. Uh, I thought it was a good episode last week. <laughs> I thought week. it was our best show yet, and, man. Uh, I don't know where it is. It just got lost in the you know, in the the web of. The web of the, the internet. internet. <laughs> the internet took it. Someone just call it the web. They, you know, I had some hot takes that, not they weren't hot, but evidently they would have backfired on me a little bit. So maybe I'm glad that it didn't didn't go out. Yeah, yeah, maybe for the best. But uh, we lost a we lost a soldier last week, and uh, we we're did. here. Yeah, we're, I think quick quick summary of that episode. We talked a lot about who we thought would start in goal this weekend, and. I'm trying to remember. You, we both had each goalie starting one. Yes, but we said we each had it like flip flop, like one Friday, Saturday. One I think you had it right. I think I said Robinson would get to start Friday night, just because okay. I figured he hadn't started in about I think, three or four games. I think you're right. I said Fessenden Friday, and then uh, Robinson surprise, surprise Saturday. Andrew was right, so <laughs> he gets that over me. Um, and then I think beyond that, we just talked about the offense struggling, and then the UMass preview, which I set the over under. At one and a half points for the weekend. Guess what? I don't want to spoil things, but we eclipsed that number. We did, and I'm not going to say what I what I said in the last episode that that's gone. Yeah, um, it doesn't exist. It, it doesn't matter because UNH played the eighth ranked team in the country, the defending national that's champions, right. the UMass Minutemen, and they won a game. They split. They won a game. They should have gotten an extra point. Oh, absolutely. Well, we'll get to that. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I only worked that in everyone because I used it last week and no one got to enjoy it. So speaking of working in, I worked in a, a Mitch Trubisky. Oh, the <laughs> MVP. Yeah. MVP on the soccer broadcast last night. You which, know, ESPN should have put that in the top ten instead of Bridger Hanson. <laughs> that that goal was phenomenal, insane. Um, but anyway, back to hockey. Um, <laughs> Somehow we are talking about hockey. Yeah, bracket bracket comes into the newsroom. Yeah, I mean AirPods in, and Still he, the for he just he, he just hears us not talking about hockey, which <laughs> I think is what what he's come to expect. My from favorite us. thing about this is Bracket's only experience of inside the wit is probably like hearing it once, and but like the times he sees it live, we are never talking about hockey. No, he's I think shaking his head when right Bracket now. comes in, he just attracts an energy that makes well, me not want to talk about hockey. Attracts a lot of things. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right, hockey. Let's go. Let's do that. Hockey. Um, we will talk about our weekends at some point because you know we always we have to intersect. Do that. But you know, let's start with some hockey. Yeah. So s- Friday. Team traveled down to Mullins Arena down in Amherst, and they lost three to nothing. But the score didn't exactly tell the full story of the game. I thought Not they played all. better than the score showed. I mean, it was really a one nothing game until what the last two three minutes. Two minutes, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they stuck with them, and and one thing we haven't talked a lot about this year, which after watching this team on Saturday, I think really like that game solidified this for me. Their defense is really good. It's really good. Really good. And that's without Will McKinnon. Well. Well. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Without Will McKinnon for most of the game on Saturday. And without Ryan Verrier, arguably your two, you know, most experienced key defensemen. Not even arguably. They are your, they are. your two workhorses on, on that D-line. But the guys who have stepped up, like Alex Gagne, first of all, playing Phenomenal. We saw reps on the penalty kill. He was out on that five on three that UMass ended up getting on Saturday. 
he played really well. I mean, just blocking shots. UNH is a hole on Saturday. I don't think they win that game without blocking oh, no, they all the blocked, shots. I think 13 shots. I yeah, say, just an like unbelievable that. amount. And I mean, you know, we saw Ryan Verrier go down for. He's been out for over a month now because he he was blocking shots. Yep. I mean, these guys are fearless. They're they're getting down. They're laying out. But the defense is is really good. And honestly, I could talk about every single guy. Like Callie Erickson um, working that pass. I thought overtime. Drew Hickey has been excellent in relief for those two guys. Yeah, we didn't see Hickey on Saturday, but they've kind of solidified that core in it. It's it kind of stinks that once Varrier comes back, um, you know, one of the guys is going to have to step out. I would think it's either it's probably going to be Colton Heward, but I th- I think he's been playing well too. We even saw him getting reps on the power play on on Saturday. Yep. Um, so for me, that's been the strongest point of this team, and I think they really showed it this weekend. I, I would say the Friday game was an excellent example because, like we were talking about and texting about during that game, UMass was firing on all cylinders on Friday night. Yeah, they were getting in front of the net so often, so early, mm-hmm. and David Fessenden made a ton of great saves. And even then, towards the second period, the defense really solidified, and you know, withstood these onslaught of chances that they were giving up. Yeah, I mean they they just found a way to keep the puck. You know, out of the net, obviously UMass, they got one. Their goal was in the first, correct? Yes. Yeah, so they got they got one in the first. And then, I mean, UNH's offense has been struggling this year. I think Jackson Pearson's finally emerging. I mean, not like that's any shock, but he's finally kind of finding his feet a little bit and showing why he's the best uh, offensive threat on this team, if not the best player on this team. Um, another uh, goal and a multi-point game on Saturday for him. Um, but other than that, I mean – we're still kind of looking for for other guys to emerge on the offense. I mean, we saw we seen Devlin and Cronin and, and McAdams, Angaros, and um, but I mean they're still struggling. They're still struggling to find the back of the net. Yes. I mean, Friday they've still gotten outscored in their five road games, nineteen to four, and they're zero and five on the road. I mean, <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> not great. Like that's got to change. Um, it's a step in the right direction because their four road games before that was getting blown out twice by Arizona State, getting blown out by Providence, and then getting blown out by Northeastern. Yes. So it's a step in the right direction, and arguably UMass is the toughest opponent out of all of those. So in terms of just the overall rankings, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Although think I Providence was eight at the time, but, um, yeah, I I think I come out, with this, come out of this weekend, I know they only got two points, but, like, it should have pretty been, happy. Yeah. I mean, it should have been three, but I'm I'm pretty happy with the team's play, and I think just the fact that they kept it close on Friday, and you know, Souza was really pretty happy after Saturday's performance. Like overall, if if you watch the games, like I know you can look and say, oh, they only got two out of six points, but if if you watch them, they they really did play pretty well. And I think a big stepping stone into that game Saturday was the third period of Friday's game. They Oak mm-hmm. shot UMass twelve to four in that third period. And really looked the best they have that whole game at least. And you know, Matt Murray for UMass was just a, was just a brick wall. Yeah, Friday. they brought him in from Ottawa. And just <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna get that joke. <laughs> no, no. Um, so speaking of their goalie, let's talk about the goalie situation for UNH mm-hmm. again, because I don't want to be a broken record here, but we have to go uh, back to it. It's been two weeks since we've addressed it. To be fair, yes. Well, next <laughs> laptop. So let's start with uh, Fessenden. He gets to start Friday. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really solid on Friday. You know, yeah, I mean, I thought it was one of his better starts of the season. Even the score, you know, with two goals allowed, wasn't you know wouldn't indicate that as we talked about. Made twenty four saves overall, and it was really spectacular in the second period. Yeah, he played well. I mean. I don't really have too much else to say. He just he he played well. I mean that third goal was an empty net. Um, 
empty netter. And, I mean, Fessenden's been good. He talked about uh, how – I'm trying to think who he – yeah, he talked about how he's been working this week on, um, you know, just trusting how, how big he is and, you know, not moving around too much in the net and, you know, just swallowing up pucks, which I thought he did a, a much better job of doing on Friday. But – Again, the team just hasn't been able to, to find their feet on the road. And, um, you know, after Fessenden started, that was his third straight start. I think I think that Susan made the right move going to Robinson on Saturday. I mean, I hindsight's twenty twenty. He obviously <laughs> made the right move going to him. But, you know, you, you got to give Robinson a chance. I think if, if Fessenden wins, maybe that's a different story. But, but regardless, he played well. And, um, yeah, you got any other thoughts on that? Um, no, I just think this offense is as flat as Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is when they're on the road because it's brutal. <laughs> we Love got that. a live, live studio audience who enjoyed <laughs> that one. Um, so, no, I mean, there's not really much else you can say about that first game. I think no, you yeah. come away pretty encouraged. It's a little, yep. you know, bothersome that you can find the back of the net, but when you're in, in UMass, I mean, yeah. it's tough. And, yeah. And, all fairness to UMass, too, they were down a lot of guys. They were down, what, four forwards? Yeah, they're saying? down a bunch of guys. And, and Sousa was talking about on Wednesday before the game, he was like, was like yeah, I, I was talking with Greg Carvel, who's UMass's coach, and he was like, uh, we were just laughing because Greg was like, yeah, we gotta, we're going to have a couple guys out. And Sousa was like, ah, like the depth on the on your team is yeah. like incredible. Like It's really not going to hurt you. Um, and because of that, we ended up seeing Kale McCarr's younger brother playing – uh, on the fourth line, which was cool. We did. You didn't know that till Saturday. I had to. Uh, no, no. I was like dipping in and out of the game on Friday. Um, <laughs> the word choice, just dipping. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, put a toe in, then like. Eh. Yeah. It was. It was like a a little like tepid pool of water. Yeah. Like, in and out. In and, in and out. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, he didn't see a ton of ice time, but I was still like cool. Like, oh, it's Kale McCarthy. Yeah, his brother's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, dr- he's drafted by the Avalanche too, so maybe we'll see. Uh, you, well, I'm curious where he was drafted. I don't want to get on a whole side tangent here about whatever his Taylor McCarr. Uh, I don't uh, think we will that get was there. there. Yeah, but he was drafted at some point by the Avalanche. I don't think he's got exactly the same promise that his his brother has. Something but tells me you're right. Uh, I mean, I would argue that 99.9% of players in college hockey aren't going to live up to what Cal McCarr is doing. Yeah, that's a pretty steep thing to climb up to. Oh, can I, let, me, uh, let me find his stat. Or his, why can I not type his name right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just terrible at spelling today. It's Monday. All right. Um, <laughs> all right you so know, forget it. Forget right. it. I'm, I'm not doing this. Okay. All right. So, game one. You know, yeah. it's in the books. 3 nothing loss. Yeah. But, hey, let's go to game two. Now, before we get to this game, I do want to say this was the first time ever, no pun intended, we were both inside the wit <laughs> at the same time. Uh, we covered yeah. the game together, got excellent seats. We did, yeah. Nice, and uh, we yeah. had an excellent game on our hands. We did. Um, yeah, we weren't we weren't in our usual – or, like, the spots that I've been sitting all year, we weren't in the usual spots. UMass sent, like – a swarm. A swarm of students to cover this game. I think three, two or three radio broadcasts, two newspapers. Like we got into the the uh, like media room after the game, and it was like we were like quadruple teamed. <laughs> we were like quadruple hey teamed. <laughs> in terms of numbers in the press room, nothing go. else. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so f- yeah, so we we were at the game covering it. Um, Unich finds one. They came out really, really strong in the first yes. period. 
Um, I think toe-to-toe, easily their best game of the season. I would agree with this. No doubt about it. Um, Yeah, they came out firing in the first period. We had that really nice uh, goal by Liam Devlin. Beautiful feed from Kyle Erickson. Yeah, I don't even really think that Devlin was expecting it, but he had a stick on the ice, which when I played hockey when I was younger, my dad would always get on me. He's like, you got to have your stick on the ice because things can happen. That was like the prime prime example of like, even if you're not looking at the play, you're in front of the next six on the ice, puck finds you, goes in the back of the net. Um, a great feed. And, and then, yeah, they just shut down UMass defensively. They killed seven penalties. Just an an astounding rate. Like, I mean, a lot of them were pretty, like, I think, uh, who was it who had, oh, uh, Luke Reed had two. Luke Reed had two. Both of them were kind of, yeah, what are we doing? (laughs) I think, uh, Margell had one or two. Uh, it sounds, there was two people who had two. Yeah, I'm trying to write. I think it was Margell and, um, yeah, the, the, Penalty kill was was unbelievable. Gendron, that's who it was. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, well, they they played really well the first two periods, and then um, UMass kind of came out with like a vengeance in the third. It was it was a tale of you know just like the first game, but it was flipped around where UNH dominated the first two periods, and then UMass kind of kind of clawed back into the third. Yep, and you know for the most part. I thought it was, you know, like you said, UNH's best game. But I, and I do want to talk about Mike Robinson before we get back oh, to the Oh, absolutely. Third yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because when we got into the, the, the press box, I guess we'll call it that, even though it's not really a box. Um, the press the the press, press bench. Seating. The bench. Yes. Uh, we both saw Mike Robinson at the start. And we went, oh, wow. You know, we kind of ex- half expected this. But, you know, a little surprising because we thought Fessenden played so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he quieted any doubts about, you know, can he get back to his top-level performance? As Mike Souza, this is now the second time I've heard him say this this year. The best of Mike Robinson is about as good as you'll get of a goalie in the hockey in hockey quote, East. You know. everyone's, what? everyone's got a shtick, and you know I like that his shtick is you know that, that quote. Yeah, no, he's uh, when Mike Robinson's on, he is phenomenal. The problem is we just haven't seen him flip the switch this year, and that was yes. well, that was what was so frustrating because I was like, I don't know what's like been going on with him because I have seen him play so well, saw him. Two years ago, my freshman year, like, beat a number one BC, beat a number one UMass. They beat, like, two number one teams that year. And, like, handily, like, just handle them. And it was awesome to finally see him just kind of return to that form of, you're like, all right, this is why this guy was drafted in the in the third round. Um, he stopped, I believe. 32 shots. Yeah, 32 shots. But, I mean, he stopped a couple breakaways as oh, well. yeah. Um, that was something Souza mentioned a lot. Is that they didn't he they had he had to bail them out. Robinson did. A oh, a thousand times. percent. Yeah, he kind of compared it to a pitcher who doesn't get run supports. He was like, the, as a Mets fan, I know that feeling. <laughs> he's like, the goalies have been beating themselves up a little bit, and he's like, I'm telling them that they're they're playing well, and they they can't do everything themselves. I mean, if they're stopping, you know, if they're only letting in two to three a game, the offense is only scoring one. Like, it's it's tough. Yeah, but there's not much you can do about that if you're them. Um. Yeah, first two periods really well. I think the penalties were the only thing I wanted to see them. Uh, and there was about five, I want to say, in the second period alone for UNH or something like that. I'm yeah. going to figure out the exact here, but it was it was an alarming rate, and if the penalty kill doesn't show up, as they have all season, that they were now, I think, they're definitely in the top ten still in the country. They were eight last I knew, but that is probably going to go up given the fact. Actually, they, it's Monday at 1230, ooh. and the new rankings just came out at noon. noon. Oh, yeah. boy. Boy, oh boy, this is some breaking news. Now we got to see how fast we can type. Can we get the uh, 
breaking news music in. Oh, I got the I got the no internet. The rain in Durham really compromises all. All right, here we go. USCHO. <laughs> Campbell cut this out. It's fine. <laughs> Inside the Wiz, brought to you by um, Massachusetts fell to 13. Wow. Yeah. My own. New Hampshire guy. got zero votes in the polls, well, too. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, <laughs> but that is not a shock. Um, Minnesota State stayed at number one. I'm trying to see who else in Hockey East is still in the polls. Massachusetts is 13, Providence 14, UMass Lowell 15, Northeastern 18, and then Boston University and Connecticut both got votes. And then Harvard is 16 as well, who we're playing this coming week. So, I so mean, they stay at 16. Yes. Yes, Harvard. Harvard stayed at 16. Um, uh, UMass took one of the biggest uh, biggest falls of the weekend. I don't know if that says something about UNH, but... We do have uh, an updated penalty kill ranking. UNH is now 6 in the country. UMass is just ahead of them at 5. Um, so let's get into the third period and the uh, the shot that was and the clock that got changed. So yeah. Mike Robinson <laughs> makes, a, makes a great save. Puck gets right in front of him, kind of smothers it with his body. Mm-hmm. And the clock at the point says 4.7 seconds. And we're like, oh, cool. And the crowds get into like, oh, we got the win. Yes. I've, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, Josh. On my Red Sox show, I've been known to be a very big jinxer. Whether you uh-huh. want to believe if jinxes are real or not. Often when I put things in words before they happen, the opposite happens. And I'm not going to say that I had a tweet all written up, lined up, saying that UNH won and was just waiting for the final seconds to take down so I could hit send. And I'm not going to say I, w- I watched you type that tweet. But I might have. He might have. I, I might have. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't translate over to the this. The both of us show. are like, all right, you know, let's yeah. have this face off go. Let's put our stuff in our bags. Let's get to the press room. Yeah. We're just, we got to hustle. Yep. We got to get the good seats. But the, the referees are, you know, talking it up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the play's under review. I was like, that, that didn't go in, did yeah, it? Yeah, we were like, no. Like, no, it didn't. <laughs> Um, long story short, refs push the clock back to 6.1. Yeah, I mean. Scott Moreau get at the point, gets the draw for UMass, um, takes a short shot, great block by, I believe, Eric McAdams. Am I correct? Or was I? Yes, it was one of the wings. I believe it was McAdams, yeah. But the problem is the block shot goes right back to Moreau. He takes a second shot, somehow finds the five-hole of Mike <laughs> Robinson, goes in the back of the net, and uh, the wit just dies. Um, I it, believe we were sitting uh, next to the um, – Athletic director. And he was not thrilled. Uh, to I don't blame him. I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> he was pounding his fist when Robinson made that first save. Yeah. And then um, he was just silent and, you know, may have said a few uh, <laughs> ungodly words following the goal. <laughs> um, we were also, like, the press box was uh, right, like, behind the UMass fan section. They were thrilled. They were thrilled. And then there <laughs> surprise, were surprise. And then there were some... Oh, there was a big oh, fan section, They had a section, huge dude. fan section. There was one dude wearing, like, a turkey hat, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was also, um... This is not, not I think Josh's journal. This go, is real. Going into overtime, there was a couple UMass students just yelling at some UNH students. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I heard it, They were, sure. like, yelling, yelling. They were, like, you know... I mean, I guess when you win a national championship, you can... Yeah, but you don't have to be a, yeah. a diva. You yeah, know, huh? yeah, exactly. Um, was a different word I could have used, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> PG-friendly inside the wit. So, it's just like, <sighs> is that, did that really just happen? It, I think the funniest part was that it came with under 1.4 seconds, which was the yes. difference in the time. If they had just not changed the clock. UNH wins. UNH wins yes. by 0.3 seconds. They win. And so, <sighs> you are standing up, and I'm just like, oh. I literally boy. was like, I was about to 
send. I stood up, and then I just see the goal or the puck like bounce out of the back of the net. My hands just like go up. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, at that point, I was like almost sure UNH was gonna lose in overtime too. It just felt like one of those things where you see it and you're just like, this this is a terrible. I over. just like laughed. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when sports make me just laugh at a like, people, like I give up. Yeah. Um, um, so we'll go into overtime, I guess, here. I yeah. mean, there's, there's not much to say, really, spoiler alert. It was a quick overtime. Yeah, UNH, <laughs> UNH was like, and I took it personally. Yeah. And um, Jackson Pearson gets the puck yep. at, in the UNH zone, gets past the defender, mm-hmm. um, passes it back to Eric McAdams. McAdams passes it back to him. Almost an identical goal to the Devlin goal, I, I would say. In the yeah. Sense that, you know, Pearson just has a stick on the ice and it bounces off of it. And a very similar goal to Pearson's other overtime um goal against Providence where he kind of came in there. Um, and he's leading the team in points now, which he's got eight on the year, five goals, three assists, team leader in goals. Um, he's just been phenomenal. Um, she was a their best player. In the yeah. Game. Yeah. We, it's hard to disagree with that. Frankly. I completely, completely agree. Um, so that came 37 seconds in and we were like, all right, well we can put our stuff back in our bag after we had just taken it out <laughs> again. <laughs> yep. Stuff was back in the bag. And then the dreaded call, the PA announcer, the play is under review. And at that point, I'm like, am I going to have to take my stuff back out of my yeah. bag? Yeah. Well, and I I did when uh, when Pearson passed it over to McAdams. He kind of like – Pearson made a lo- uh, move at the blue line, which you really don't want to do because it often leads to offsides. And McAdams had to like – McAdams like yeah. stretched out with his leg. I th- barely kept a toe on the line. And, I mean, it, it was very close – and even when the play was live, I thought that might might have been offside. So they reviewed it. He was on sides, um, and UNH won. I mean, they missed out on a point, unfortunately. But you know, you got to get you got to well, we'll take see how you much can get. of a lost point that becomes later in the season. But for now, you you take the yeah. win. You get the, as many points as you can against UMass. Yep. Um, so what? we are. Yeah. Now I have some questions. Hit Before me. we get into the, the preview of, of the right. next series or two, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Who do you think gets a start on Friday in Cambridge against Harvard? Mike Robinson. Mike Robinson. Not even a question about Not it. Not even a question. Not even a question Whoa. about it, Josh. Mike Robinson starting on Friday. I'm going to tell you that right now, Mike Robinson starting on Friday. Now, can I clip this for old takes exposed if you're wrong? Because yeah. I'm not saying you are. No, no, no. No. That's, that's, it's a f- that's okay. what I'm here for. I'm here for takes. <laughs> and that's a lock. And I will say, take, okay. I've been like 7 for 8 on locks for football this year. I got another one this week. I believe week. you were 9 for 10 now at this point. Okay, um, there you go. I locked the Eagles. you do pick the, some of the easier games. I picked fairness. the Eagles over the Saints this week. I did too. All right, we, there mean, we go. Inside the wick. <laughs> <laughs> not just here for hockey. We're here for football as well. Um, yeah, so UNH is down to down to Cambridge to play UMass. During uh, Harvard. Oh, geez, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Number uh, 16. Yeah. Year, as we mentioned. Down uh down to play Harvard on Friday, uh, and then back to the Wit on Saturday to play Holy Cross. Yeah, and uh, I want to get back into that, but I do want to just finish up these questions. Yeah. Go for it. I love Will, the, I love the questions. Okay. How, well, Will McKinnon was able to come back. Oh yeah, night. yeah. We Let's, forgot we to talk about this. Yeah. So Will McKinnon, we get like the line sheets when we when we got the, to the game, and uh, well, yeah, I was just looking through. I was like, oh no, no real changes. Because like, why would I? I never really look at the defense. I always look at the forwards because the defense has been the same all year, like bearing injuries. And I looked down on the third line. I'm like, 
holy cow, like, McKinnon's back. He's back. And Souza at the press conference on Wednesday had asked him about it, and it did not sound like Will McKinnon was going to be back for at least a couple more weeks. I thought he might be out to the holiday break. I, d- I thought we weren't going to see him until that Dartmouth tournament. The old, uh, was it the Barney? The Smith, the Smith Barney, the Smith Barney, the old. I'm seeing it. The Smitty Barn, the Ledyard Classic. Yeah, the Ledyard Classic. The Smitty Barn, the Barney. The Barney uh, was the. That's the soccer tournament they have. That was the only time UNH had ever faced UNC. It's in the old Barn Smith in 03. Um, they they were plotting their revenge for 18 years. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> but anyway, back back to McAdams, not McAdams, McKinnon. Um, yeah, I mean he played. He didn't play a lot though, and we asked. Sousa after the game, you know, what the kind timeline was. yeah, and and I was like, did you put a minutes restriction on him because he came out in the third, and I had kind of forgot that he was playing. I was like, I have not seen him out in the ice in forever. So they were basically rolling five D men for most of the night. But uh, Sousa was like, yeah, he got cleared medically, and then he approached me and said he wanted to play. And so I was like, all right, we'll put you out there for Saturday. Um, he didn't really talk too much about like the minutes restriction, but you could tell that they they used him. They Sparingly. weren't going to throw him out there for the whole thing. And unfortunately, I, I can't find the minutes p- played on uh Yeah, I don't really know if they, know why they keep track of that. I don't think they track that. But, you know, huge addition there for the Wildcats. Definitely. So you can get back to full health. And yeah. Like that. Especially in the locker room, too. Especially in the locker room, too, yeah. too as the captain. To have your captain. Uh, question number three. Do we think this is a sign of things to come, or, or did UNH just catch UMass at a bad time with four forwards out? Um... You know, I've been kind of down on this team. Really? <laughs> well, not down. I've just been realistic and just kind of been like, you know, they're not really going that far. But I think this is a sign of improvement. I think that this is a win that you're gonna look like you're gonna look at, and you're like, all right, UNH kind of found their footing here. You get your captain back. You find your your fifth year goalie finally finds where he's going. Well, we hope. I, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and you're. You got a, a quick break out of Hockey East. I mean, Harvard's a really tough opponent, but then you got Holy Cross, who's the second worst team in the country. Yep. Um, and then you get BU, who is an opponent who you can actually beat. Like I know they got not a sense I thought we would say. No, but this is not like they're not ranked. They're not, you know, right up at the top. Like we've played some of the toughest teams so far. We played Providence, Northeastern, UMass. We've played three out of the four ranked opponents so far. Um, this is a this is a series where you can take four to six points. So that's a reasonable expectation for this weekend. I think well, not the, oh, this okay. weekend. Okay. The, the weekend after. Um, well, I guess we'll talk more about it. But against BU, I think that they can reasonably take four out of six points, especially if they come out with a really strong weekend. I agree. So let's get to this weekend now. Let's do it. Harvard, uh, like we said, sixteen four two and one record. My big takeaway from from studying them just a little bit. Boy, they can score. <laughs> they sure can. They are currently tied for fourth in the nation goal scored per game at four and have about 28 goals so far in those seven games played. They, they scored won s- their <laughs> They scored 16 in their first two games. <laughs> they won their first game 9-3 and their second 7-3. So, boy, oh, boy, watch out. Well, shout out St. Lawrence for tying them. Yeah, I saw that. One-to-one, uh, one, yeah. I did want to mention that. <laughs> um, it's worth pointing out as well that they have been slumping lately. They beat your beloved St. Lawrence, but in a shootout. Ah, um, before that, they, they got the old, the old win. The win, the, the win tie. tie. Uh, before the that, they had lost two straight, so they're not playing their best hockey as of late. Um, but there's reason to believe that we should be a little frightened by what might come uh, come happen Friday. E- yeah, we'll see. The thing that scares me the most about that game, you want to know what it is? What's that? It's not at the wit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, road struggles is a prevalent theme here. <laughs> on prevalent, the prevalent theme. And boy, I think Friday could be. I'm not gonna say ugly, but I, I think. I don't know if we're going to be as lucky to see a close game like we did last Friday against UMass. I think this could be a, a game that's 3 nothing, and it feels like 3 nothing. I could see that. I could see that. That's reasonable. But we'll see. And then Holy Cross. Bill Simmons, alma mater. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sigh is all I needed. <laughs> uh, Holy Cross. They... I wrote, they are not ranked, nor are they that good. They are two ten and one with a two game losing streak. Um, Let's look at the pairwise for the week. The pair, oh yes, the pair stat. Oh, pairwise of the week, fifty nine teams again. I'm gonna remind everybody, fifty nine teams in Division One college hockey. Holy Cross, fifty eight. UNH slid up to forty six. Oh, I know. hello. You wanna know who's last? Yale. Yale's last. Nerds. <laughs> they won a national championship a couple of years ago. Nerds, still. Good team. Um. That doesn't get talked about a lot. I just remember Yale and Quinnipiac, who are essentially playing the same town, were in the national championship. It's, I think it's, it's like 2013. But anyways, uh, Holy Cross, they're going to win that game. Well, we hope. I hope so. <laughs> it's at the wit. I do want to point out that statistically, you met, or Holy Cross has been a better offense. They have 29 goals scored in 13 games. Where you're only has 21 yep. in the same amount of span. So take that for what you will. Um they have only been shut out once since their, which was their season opener, but they have yet to usher a shutout themselves. So you know, yeah, you know, make it that what you will, I yep. suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, they've lost. Actually, yeah, they they won their last game in overtime. Sorry, I actually can't read. Um, no, they've <laughs> they've had tough admission to make for a college student. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually illiterate. Like, I can't read. <laughs> like, legitimately can't read. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, they're two ten and one this year. They're not very good. Their two wins have come against uh, Mercyhurst in overtime and Bentley in regulation. So, I mean, they played BU. They played a couple actually. They opened their season against three Hockey East teams, and they got smoked. BU six to one loss. Northeastern three nothing lost. BC five to one loss. I just think that. I just hope that UNH doesn't come out flat and kind of look at this game as like, oh, just holy we cross, can, can like, them, you know, yes. Atlantic hockey, like, like, and I'm I'm not, I don't think they will. I think Suze is going to fire them up. I'm confident. So, anyways. Very much like the Vermont series. I agree. This is just one game. So, yeah. we, will, uh, we will see what happens. Do you mm-hmm. want to hear the pairwise for, uh, whatchamacallum, the Hoombajis, the Harvard? The Harvards? Harvard Red. Yeah, they're at uh, they're at seventeen. The Crimson, <laughs> I knew it was the Marooners. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Syracuse. Syracuse is just the red. You know, come on. Can we talk it. about? Doesn't get talked about. <laughs> I think of Stanford. <laughs> well, Darmus, big green or the green wave. They're big green. Are they big green? Yeah. I thought they were the green. Oh, that was a high school. Never mind. Dover. We're getting so many things mixed up. Can we talk <laughs> about? It doesn't get talked about how. Terrible. If you are planning a team name and you sit down and just say, hey, let's just take the color in our logo and just call our team that. I mean, I have no room to stand on because Bracket and I's high school just took the Chicago Bears slash Cincinnati Red Sea and we're just like, sure, let's <laughs> let's co-op that. Ours now. Yeah, it's like, sure, guys, if you want to just copy that. Hey, you and Bracket went to the same high school? Yeah, you didn't know this? What? Yeah, no, I, I had no idea. I took Germany together for uh, for four out of five years, I want to say. Do you have a, a fluent conversation yeah. with him right now? 
<laughs> no. Nice. He's not even listening. No, I know. He's he's listening to our old episode. He's too busy. <laughs> he's listening to episode Um so anyways. Bertholdt Lions, a little fun fact. Yeah. That was his German name. I was Ingvar, which translates to ginger. <laughs> I, 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 Seems personal. <laughs> no, I chose it. The, oh, okay. The teacher was like, all right, let's choose names. I didn't know I if like, your teacher just like, nah. first day of class just like looked at you. Look at you. That's what was Ingver. it? Ing, Ing, Ingver. Ingver. Yeah. She just was like, Ingver. And you were like, yeah. what does that mean? She's like, redhead. Yeah. No, I was like, hey, what's the name for ginger in German? She's like, Ingver. And I was like, that's right. my name. Me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> this has been a, a German tangent, though, but we will end this Yeah, I was going to say, we got any closing thoughts? Uh, no, I just realized we didn't introduce ourselves. Uh, Josh, how was your weekend? <laughs> oh, good. I am Josh. Uh, <laughs> my weekend wow. was uh, was solid. I watched the Cowboys lose against the Chiefs, and that was kind of delightful. I'm sure that like made you happy for some like some reason. It did actually. It was kind of like yeah, no, they're they're not good. Like maybe yeah. Um, how was your weekend, Andrew? Andrew Gardner, by the way, this has been who you've been listening to for the last I, I guess 40 minutes. Yeah, uh, it was good. I uh, I was very busy. But it was good, and I had fun at the game, obviously. That was a lot of fun. Um, having someone to, like, talk to at the game was fun because I've gone alone, besides the one game I did on the radio with Cam. Uh, that was cool. Press conference was fun. Um, and the soccer game was fun yesterday, too. So just overall, an awesome weekend for UNH, uh, UNH Sports. And we'll be back next week with more on UNH Sports. We so will. This has been Inside the Wit. Um, shout out Pelican Head, biggest listener. Biggest yeah, fan. Pelican Head. If he's still here listening, uh, there you go. I was pumped when uh, I don't know if it's a he or she just said that. Um, they're like, "Where's the episode?" I was like, "We got one fan. This is awesome." Well, my parents had texted me as well. Oh, and, uh, I was like, the Shaw's. Oh, uh, we also have one confirmed fan of the other podcast on the network, the Wildcats Press Pass, Mike Murphy big fan of the program so he may love also be a big fan of this one. we love to see it mike murphy huge unh supporter well he works here so yes i would assume he is <laughs> um, <laughs> we got bracket back he's back <laughs> brackets tuned back in he's like a little like dog or there his ears perked up <laughs> <laughs> you heard murphy you thought they were talking about him probably. yeah <laughs> he's not <laughs> yeah we, i learned yesterday brackets middle name is murphy yeah good stuff mine's thomas fun fact mine's scott well, all right. Well, it's just it's on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! See you next week. <laughs>